welcome to Ask Abby, a podcast where I help women who have a tough decision to make to connect to the inner wisdom of their body, find their own answers, and move forward. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ask Abby. Today, I have Alex Brandy here with me. Hi, Alex. Hey. So excited to have you on the podcast. Alex is the owner of Ascend Experience. She also just joined my little community, The Inner Circle. So I'm really excited. We're going to be getting to know each other pretty well over the next couple of months. So I'm glad to have you on the pod today. Yay. I am so excited. Why don't you let everybody know like a little bit about your business, what you do, how you got into it, all that good stuff. Sure. So I've actually been training for the past seven years, which is kind of crazy to say, kind of flew by, but um, I've always worked in other people's facilities. So whether it was one-on-one personal training or gyms, I was always in those settings, but unfortunately even though I was able to help a lot of people and help a lot of people on their fitness journeys, I worked for not the best people most of the time. I don't want to say all the time, but um, I dealt with a lot of sexual harassment. Um, I dealt with showing up to work and there being chains on the door. And then you're like, what do I do now? Um, And then my other experience that kind of led me to my business was, um, in most of my, for most of my twenties, I was actually a part of, um, the NFL and NFL cheerleading. And that was an amazing experience too. And there's so much good that comes with it and so many experiences, but at the same time, there's a lot of exposure to body shaming and women that are really dealing with eating disorders and just a lot of negativity that comes around with you know, your body and how you feel and you have that plastered smile on the outside, but there's a lot more going on the inside and you're kind of really um, deep in that. So, you know, I retired that and I just kind of was on a mission. I was like, I'm not working for another, you know, I don't know if we can swear on this podcast douchebag, but (laughs) I'm not working for another douchebag. I am not, you know, Never want another woman to feel the way that some of my teammates had to feel or women that I've met in the past, um, you know, for whatever they were facing in their lives. And I just was like, I want to help people feel strong. I want to help people feel confident in their bodies. And I think that, um, you know, with me starting my business, I wanted to make it an experience, which is why, you know, that's part of my name is an experience because I want it to be a total mind body, just rejuvenation, you know, so that, and I hear feedback from my clients all the time that they just feel good. They go on vacation and they look forward to coming back and getting back into training and eating right and like learning how to nourish their bodies properly. So that's kind of really what inspired me to kind of take it on my own was just to be able to work for myself, be my own boss, and also be able to help people. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All good reasons, right. To strike it off. I think that's the reason why most of us strike it off on our own is like, okay, I cannot work for any more douchey white men. And I the worst (laughs) ready to be in charge for my own and like really help people on a deep level. So, and you, you right now for personal training, you go to people's homes, right? You are like, yeah, or virtual, you do a little virtual too, right? I do. I'm right now about 50, 50. So I'll do like a couple of virtual sessions in the morning that I run into race to my car, drive to people's houses. Sometimes I stop off at like a beach or the side of the road and I'm training people from my car, like on the side of my car. And then I get back in the car and I drive to the next person. So I'm like all over the place. <laughs> okay. All over the Literally. place. Oh, God, no wonder you're so tired. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. why don't you fill everybody else in? Because I know we talked a little bit before we hit record, but why don't you fill everybody else in a little bit on like what's going on in your business, where you're feeling stuck or where things are kind of needing to change? Yeah. So I think, you know, I feel kind of bad complaining and it's a it's a good problem to have, but I've kind of reached capacity and it's kind of starting to like bleed into the weekends too, which I really tried to avoid for the first year of my business. But 
Um, you know, I am a little bit over a year into the business and I have reached capacity with my clients. So now I'm just trying to figure out how to expand in the right way. You know what I mean? Cause there's a couple avenues that you can kind of take with expansion. So it's just trying to make the right decision, especially with, you know, the pandemic still looming and trying to take that into consideration, keeping everybody safe and everything. And just figuring out the right next steps to take. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the, like, cause you said there's like a few ways you could go with it. What are those ways? So, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm kind of a, like a fork in the road. Well, actually three pronged fork in the road <laughs> right now, because, you know, it's been a huge goal of mine. I have baby fever in like the worst way. Um, and me and my boyfriend are getting like pretty serious with our relationship. We're having kind of those serious talks and I really, really, really want to have a baby soon. So not soon, but like within the next couple of years, you know, on the radar yeah. for that it's definitely on the radar. It's been on my radar for a while. Um, so that plus, you know, do I go facility, but also seeing all of these, you know, yoga studios and gyms, like struggling so much to, you know, even have 25% capacity. It's like, do I go that route right now and, you know, put a lot of my savings into one building or do I go the route of, you know, hiring a second, hiring a third to do exactly what I'm doing just with more clients because I physically have to like turn people away now. You know what I mean? So it's like my mind is constantly being pulled in these three different directions. So I definitely need your help. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I, and I get it. Right. And it's like with COVID and the pandemic still like it's on its way out, but it's like not out. Right. It's, it's hard. It's making it a lot harder. I think for us to make these like big decisions of like, do I want to take on a facility and all this overhead if we face lockdowns again in the future? Um, What do you think you would do? What do you think you would do if you knew everything was going to work out, right? Money wasn't an object and you knew that it was definitely going to work. What, which of these would you be kind of leaning towards? If money wasn't an option or an object, I think that I would actually open up a facility and also do traveling. Oh, okay. A little double trouble. A little double trouble because I think that there there are some clients that I've talked to who are just like, there's just something about you driving up to my doorstep, bringing the equipment. I don't have to think about one thing. I take 30 minutes out from my work day. I take my lunch break. We get it done. And then I go back to work. You know, all these work at home people right now. And it's like, She's like, the reason why I don't, you know, go to these gyms is because this is like exactly what I needed in my life. So it's like, oh, it's like so frustrating because like you have this whole group of people that want that. But then you also have the group of people that want the community that want that, that experience of being in that energy, being in the room with the other people. So it's like, I want to, you know, help everyone. So it it definitely is hard trying to decide which, which avenue to go. And who's to say that someday, right? Like the long-term plan could be to have all of it, to do both. And, you know, you're just CEO and you have people working for you, traveling and teaching and, you know, doing training within the facility, what kind of whatever you decide. And I think like an important piece to make, and let's, let's give everyone an update on your human design. So I pulled Alex's chart and she's a four, six emotional projector. And so I was surprised to see that she's a projector being a personal trainer. Right. Um, so my first question, she was like, she doesn't know anything about human design. And she's like, Oh, what does that mean? And I was like, well, are you really tired? Always. She, she goes, <laughs> yeah. Always. Like, yeah. Yeah. I bet you are. I bet you are because for a projector, right? Like we don't have a ton of energy to be running all over the place, training on the side of the road, running back and forth. Like that's just, that's a lot for a projector. Right. Yeah. So, and you want to have a baby, right? You've got baby fever. You're, you're planning for that, which is when you're self-employed, something you have to think about a little bit more ahead of time. So how can you start setting yourself up where this business is making money and it doesn't require you to be there doing 10 sessions a day or whatever you do. Right. Um, so that when you have the baby, you still can kind of like keep everything running. Um, 
I think that would be the dream. And B, this is a total side note. Did you make sure to sign up for the um, state's family medical leave plan? I just did that last week. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> yeah. For anybody not in Connecticut, irrelevant, but Connecticut just rolled out a family medical leave act, which gives everybody paid um, maternity leave from here on out and self-employed people do have to pay in. So if you're listening and you're in Connecticut and that sounds like something you want to be on, go register for the FMLA and start paying in. So you can, um, collect maternity when you need it. I signed up. I have no plans to have kids, but I signed up anyway. Cause it was like, well, who knows? Right. <laughs> hey, it, it protects you. If you get, if you need to take sick time. Yeah. All that stuff. All that stuff. Sick member time. Gets sick. Yeah, if you yeah, have to take care of a like family that. member. Yeah, it's really like all those leaves. Like if you get hurt, something that's not on the job, right? Um, for us self-employed people, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one to be enrolled to that. So good, yeah, glad, sure. glad you checked that off. I was gonna say if you didn't, make sure you do that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like how are we gonna set this up for you so that you can continue to make money? And scale your business, right? Which is the ultimate goal without having to be 100% Alex on all the time. Mm-hmm. Have you um, have you upped your rates since you hit? That was the other question I want to ask you. Since you hit the capacity? I have not. I have not. That is where like the empath in me comes in because I've worked with some of these people for like five, six years. And to like take their, you know, rate and like, up it like I just to me I would rather just you know like what's the word when you like uh senior them not senior them in um grandfather yeah grandfather (laughs) senior Mm -hmm. (laughs) grandfather them in and then you know anybody else that starts go up maybe like a higher rate um I think that a lot of people that I work with are not we're not willing to work with somebody at the higher rate at a gym so like those, you know, $40, $50 for half hour sessions, like those people weren't going for that. And so when they found me online, they were like, thank God you're actually like a normal price for, you know, sessions and stuff. So I think that for me, I would rather, you know, go towards like hiring another person to keep generating money rather than upping the prices. I just, I just feel like, super bad doing that to people that have already been doing it for so long. And are you happy with your prices? Like, do you, do you feel at the end of the week, like, yes, I made an equal amount of money for the energy that I put out? Yes, I do. Cause that's the real important question, right? Like, so it's not, you know, I I could go on a whole side tangent about, you know, the way you're feeling about raising your rates, because you do want to make sure, especially as a projector, right? We don't have all of this energy. Like you want to make sure you're being compensated that feels good and feels fair to you. And like, if you're happy with it, then you're happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever you hit a cap in your business, upping rates is kind of the first, the place first start, right? thing you go towards. Yeah. The, first thing the one thing start. that they should tell you when you start a business though, is how much the government is going to take all those taxes that you have to pay. It's absolutely insane. But other than that, you know, I think that I'm doing okay for like me, myself and I, but I think like just as a business, I just want to, it's just like, I don't know my personality. Like I want to just keep growing. I want to keep doing, I want to keep upping it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally think, you know, I thought, I think that that's what you should do. Scale it and start bringing in a team because that's going to be the easiest way to continue to grow without having like, you're only one person. You can't be, be all over the place all the time. Yeah. I'm maxed out. (laughs) Yeah. It's wild to me, you know? And, um, the other thing to consider is like having a personal trainer come to your house is like a premium luxury service mm-hmm. and it's okay for your rates to reflect that. So mm-hmm. just noodle on it. You know, if you're not ready to raise rates, you're not ready to raise rates, but yeah, that's like a luxury service. Like when I was in massage, if I were to have gone to someone's house, which I never did, I would have charged a $50 fee at least just to show yeah. up at the house, not even including what I would have charged for my regular rate. Um, but I definitely would have charged a premium for that because I got to drive. I got to lug all my stuff. I got to lug my table up there. Straight, right. It's a whole big thing for you. Yeah. Um, where if you had a facility, you could afford to keep the prices a little more because people are just in and out mm-hmm. uh, and you don't have to like move things around. So keep that in mind. Um, I'm always a big fan of raising your rates. I'm always like, everybody <laughs> raise your rates. You're probably not charging enough. <laughs> 
Because it's like the most first simple step, right? Like you're maxed yeah. out. You're turning people away. You're turning people away who you're telling me you would charge more than the people that are. So it's like, yeah, I, what, I get that. At what point does it stop making sense? Right. Um, right. And most of your clients, like this is a people um, we like to get in our heads about like, oh, my clients would never pay more, but you're not going to like double your rates, right? You're probably going to start with small increases. And for a lot of people, like if you're already paying a personal trader to come to your house to pay them five more dollars, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not a huge deal. And for you, it is a huge deal. If each person pays $3 more even, that's a lot more for you. So it's like for them, it's like pocket change. And for you, it can be a big difference. Um, so how are you doing? I'm just out of curiosity. Are you, do you just do single sessions? They pay you per session. Do you do like, um, monthly packages? Everyone is all over the place with that. And I just kind of keep track, um, in my planner. Some people pay for the month so they don't have to think about it. Some people pay at the end of the week. Some people like to grab their phone right after Venmo it right after the session, just so they can keep track of it that way. So I'm not, I don't get really picky with it. And I really haven't had an issue with people missing or anything like that. So I don't, I'm not really picky about that. So it's like a per session rate and however they want to pay you, you're like flexible about if they want to pay you yeah, yeah. all of them at once, I, or a whole month at once. Yeah. Right. I tried to do different packages when I first started. And then if you were just doing a single session, but pretty much everyone that I've worked with just stays on like nobody has like done one session and then stopped you know what I mean so doing like packages didn't really make sense after a while yeah I don't know if that made any sense yeah 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 definitely that makes sense and um okay cool so I'm just like trying to get an understanding for how the business works so how do you envision bringing a team on like what would that look like? Do you even know? Or are you just like, I know I need to do it and I have no idea what it looks like? Or are you kind of have a vision for that? I feel like I need to do it super slow so that I can still kind of control it. Cause I feel like if I try to bring on like three trainers at the same time, I'm already maxed out with my time. And I want to make sure that I start slow so that I can train that person to do the quality work that like, I feel like I bring to clients. Um, so I think, and, and I know that I've heard this on different episodes from your podcast where you're getting the feedback from like family and friends that why, why are you going to hire another person? You went into this for, so that you didn't have to work with anyone else or you didn't have to work for anyone else. And it's like, I think it'll be a little bit different, you know, this time. And I've tried to like slowly ease you know my family into the idea of me hiring another person because like I said I'm just maxed out and there's like no nothing else I can possibly do so except raise my rates but (laughs) yeah (laughs) which I don't think about but um just kind of like you know easing and it's it's a lot of liability with what I do um and especially to give up that control to somebody else and allow them to come into my business and you know, take people's lives into their hands and their own life, life, because they, they would have to drive. Right. Um, so it's, you know, driving in a car, car accidents, working with, you know, people, injuries, all of that stuff. So like, I'm trying to do it very carefully and, mm-hmm. um, vet somebody that I really can trust to do a good job and not call out sick all the time or like leave clients hanging, not show up to appointments. So like, I think that's the part that like scares me the most because I know that I'll show up every single time. I know that I haven't taken a sick day in four years. You know what I mean? Like all those things, but I am nervous for like the next person to come in and maybe not, you know, do have that same work ethic that I do. Oh yeah. This is what happens to all of us when we want to start bringing people in is like control freak, right? But I can't yeah. control it all. If someone else comes in, I can't make sure that it all gets done the way I like to do it um, if I'm hiring someone else. Do you think if you hire someone, you would bring them on as a contractor? And I know we talked about this briefly, but like as a contractor or as an employee? Um, I've definitely been looking more into independent contractor. Um, just, And I know that there's a lot of rules with that. Like you can't set their hours. You can't, you know, 
supply equipment for them and stuff like that. Um, I've been learning it slowly, but um, definitely looking into more of that because when you start talking about employees, it starts to become a lot more complicated in terms of like taxes and uh, liability and all that stuff. So, yeah, I would agree, especially starting out. I feel like, um, like just to try it, like maybe someday you'll have employees, but probably contractors now at your rates that you're charging, can you afford to pay a contractor and still make any money? Well, what I would envision and what I've always done, like gyms have always taken advantage of trainers. Like they do like the best I've ever gotten in a gym is a 60, 40 split where I'm only taking home 40% and they're taking home 60. Most gyms did just like a flat. I've gotten paid minimum wage for training. Um, and that's for not even just being there for eight hours. Only if I only have four clients that day, I'm getting paid minimum wage on those four hours that I trained, right? Um, so what I wanted to do was they they get like a way bigger chunk. Like they take home 70% and I just take home 30% for paying all the taxes, for getting them the leads for the clients, for just having the name of the company and like doing all of the other stuff in the business. Um, so I don't necessarily think it like that their income would be based on how much they worked. Right. Um, so I don't think I would have to necessarily pay anything out from the company. It would just be like them making money. You know what I mean? And like, I'll, I take a percentage of it. You'd keep a percentage of it, like for basically setting it up for them. And, um, yeah, they would get it, which is nice, right. To offer them more of a percentage than they're probably getting anywhere else. Right. Um, yeah. I was just curious, like, does it logistically mathematically make sense where like, it's worth it for you even like, does that make yeah, sense? I don't, I don't think there's any like overhead. I don't think like, I think I would give them like a stipend to get their first set of equipment for their car. Um, but I don't like, as far as like an hourly wage or anything like that, it would just be like the amount of hours that they're working. So if they want a full 40 hour a week, you know, set, go for it. Well, I'll help you find all the clients. I'll help you get all set up. I'll give you the waivers, the, you know, physical activity, readiness questionnaires, like everything that you need to be successful. But as far as like, um, you know, other overhead, I don't think there really would be any that I could think of like off the top of my head. So, which is the it would just, beauty of going to people's houses in some yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I really like it. Yeah. It's kind of nice in some ways. Um, and for a personal trainer, who's been used to working at a gym, getting minimum wage to come work for you, have their own business, but have clients like spoon fed. Yeah. Like that's a pretty sweet deal. It's a win-win. Yes. And that's what I wanted to set up because I, I, I know what it feels like to be completely taken advantage of at a gym. So I don't want to, I want to make it like best case scenario. And that way they'll just want to work with me for years and years and years. Yeah, totally. Totally. I love the idea of this. So what do you think is holding you back from going out and finding that person? Um, so like I kind of said, it was a kind of the negative comments being made that kind of stopped me And it. You know, that was more towards the beginning of the year. And then as you know, people ramped up with, you know, new year's, resolutions and all that stuff. And I finally got at capacity, um, a couple months ago, then I was kind of like, okay, I really, really do need to like look into this. And I think the other thing that was just holding me back was just getting all my ducks in a row of making Mm -hmm. sure the liability is in place. Cause that is huge when it comes to my business, because if Mm -hmm. somebody gets hurt, you know, during a session, it falls on the company. So just wanted to seek legal counsel, you know, get all that ready to go before, you know, jumping into bringing somebody else on. That's almost nice starting with independent contractor too, because um, they're kind of their own, like they're not your employee. So the liability will be less on you. I mean, still some on you, but like, I think less on you than if, have you registered as an LLC? Yes. Yeah. So you're good to go. I love this for you. And I can't understand why your family possibly would think that this is a bad idea. 
I just because of all the experiences that I've gone through in training and you know when your parents are there every step of the way your sister's there with you every step of the way you just constantly because like you try to be just a good person you try to do the best job you can possibly do and like people take advantage of that and so they're just like why would you you're doing such a great thing on your own why would you ever want to bring somebody else into this and it's just like but I sit back and I think about it and I'm just like yeah but if I'm ever going to have a facility there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to teach every single class you know do all the accounting do all the bookkeeping like do everything so at some point I was like I am going to have to get teachers for classes I am going to have to hire another person so it's like you just have to take that step and just you just have to pray to God. It's just like when people rent out an apartment, like you have to pray to God that you're not going to get those slob pig people that are going to destroy everything. Like it's kind of the same thing. Like you just have to kind of like go for it and like, just, you know, I, I want to do like a shadowing program first too, just to like make sure that they know their stuff. And, you know, especially if they're kind of more new to personal training and everything, but I feel like you just have to like, do it at some point. I don't know. Yeah. And that's like, and you know, you know that this is how I feel, but like, that's why asking friends and family can be the worst decision that we ever make because like, they really don't get it. They have no idea what it's like to own a business. They have no idea. Like it's not possible to do all of it by yourself, especially if you want to scale. Like if you want to keep doing what you're doing at this rate that you're doing it. Yes. But if you want to scale, yeah, something's got to give, yeah. right? Yeah. And then in the back of my head too, I have the whole, I do want to start a family. So it's like, if I stop working, even though I, I signed up for the Connecticut paid leave thing, I like start to panic a little bit. Like, am I like, I wouldn't be able to work for, you know, hoping that I can, you know, be still training people at nine months pregnant. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but you never know. And then you have to, right. You could be on bed rest. You could have complications. Like there's so many things that could happen. And it's like, can I stop training for like three months and not like completely like, cause you know, we want to eventually like the market is crap right now, but we want to eventually like buy a condo or we're still renting. We want to buy a condo or buy a small house or something. So there's all these like financial things. And I'm just like, if I get hurt, if my back goes out, I am not going to have any revenue coming in. So like, that's a whole nother thing for like, why I think it's so important to have other people in the business going out and making money. Because that way, I'll be rest assured that like things are going to continue to grow things are going to money is still going to be coming in if some of these things happen, because the nature of my job is so physical. Yeah. So definitely. And I always worried about that myself when I was a personal trainer and when I was in massage was like, okay, like if I go skiing and break my wrist, like I'm out of work. Like I can't, like it's not like, yeah, no one pays me. You know, no one helps you out when you're out of work for six months. You rely on your body so much. And when it comes to having a baby, you have no idea. Like three months is like probably the minimum you would be out. Like that's like a short maternity where you work up until nine months and you don't know that that's how it's going to go on either end. Right. Like, so I think it's smart that you're thinking ahead and wanting to, um, expand this thing so that it feels more stable and more set up. I feel like I'm kind of seeing it being a traveling thing. Like maybe someday you own a gym, a facility, but to not have the overhead, like, then when you do have a, a kid or like whatever, like you're still making money and there's not a drastic amount of overhead. Especially like where we are. I don't know if you like talk about that. I won't say it, but like the rent for buildings or to oh, yeah. buy a building. Cause I've been looking into like commercial real estate and all that is insane. Like I know people that are, are paying like $2,400 a month just to be in a small studio space in like a quaint Connecticut town. And I'm just like the amount of work, the amount of classes you would need to just, to just pay your rent is just like crazy. Whereas I have like, my whole trunk is full of equipment. Like I pay for that once it's good for a while. (laughs) 
and you know, I'm good to go. You know, I, I have my car. It's a lot. It. And it's just especially me. to have a space big enough to have a gym in, like even a small gym, like even a boutique gym, it's a lot. And then you got to fill it. You got to get equipment. You got to put floors down. Like it's a lot. And not it's saying you couldn't do it at some point. It's just like, does it make sense when you a have clients who love the travel thing? Um, and right. like, think about I'm it, like, like leaning like, that way right now, you start bringing in people like as a trainer who'd been working at like whatever name brand, big gym to come and work for you, leave from their house, go drive around to the different places. And you could like, once you had a few people, you could, um, allot them clients so that they were kind of in the same part of the state. Right. You know, like, so that people aren't driving all over the state. Like you could kind of like, Oh yeah. I bet you are driving all over the place right now. I stay on 95. Like, Oh, you're mostly sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like you could yeah. like kind of have someone take like the Madison Guilford people, someone take like the Clinton Westbrook, people. you know, you could kind of break it up in a way that was logical, but like they could leave from their house, go do all their training, go back. Like for them, it would be such a sweet deal too. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I love this yeah. idea. I absolutely love this idea. And, um, having them as independent contractors does take some of the like liability and some of the worry off of you, you know, that you can mm. require them to have their own insurance, which I'm sure most of them do anyway. You can, I would amp up your insurance at, you know, anyway. Yeah. I was thinking that too. Yep. I would, um, with other people in there and, you know, you definitely can make sure you get someone who's certified and knows their stuff and like mm. whatever. So what is going to be the first step that you need to take towards doing the thing? I think I did it the other day. Um, <laughs> I think it was a good step. So I actually got in contact with a lawyer. So the lawyer is kind of kind of just like listened to like what I was looking to do. And um, they're very expensive <laughs> to work with. But at the same time, I think I'm just like covering all my tracks and like he's going to help me build that contract with the independent contractor and kind of like outline, okay, you're going to get this cut. I'm going to get this cut, but also just to kind of like cover my track so that somebody doesn't learn this amazingness that I've been doing with all of my clients and then kind of just like taking off and taking all the clients. Cause at the end of the day, they're still like ascend experience clients. So like, I want to, I want to make sure that like I'm covering myself that way. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Oh, I, I would, think like a like a light non compete because I've had to do that too in the past with uh, gyms and stuff. But it's pretty standard yeah. in the industry. And I mean, yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't be hard for them to just take the clients on their own if you don't put that in writing um, and have some sort of contract on it. So I think that's a good first step. That's a great um, first step. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's a great first step. So. Now, how are we going to find you a person that you trust? Yeah, I think I would like to work with somebody that's close to the shoreline just so that I can meet with them and like be really hands-on at first and like really help them get started um, or to transition because not a, I don't know a lot of people that do this. Mm. It seems very niche to me, especially in this area. I don't know a ton of people that are traveling. Yeah. Um, Right. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know of a lot of people that do it, but, um, that's why I keep saying you could charge a premium price for that. <laughs> people around here are rich too. Don't let yeah. them fool you. <laughs> I know <laughs> the houses are ridiculous, yeah, but, um, yeah, like, yeah. they're going to these ridiculous houses and you're like, Oh, I don't want to up it $5. It's like, <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and yeah. your customers and your clients want to see you grow, you know? And so true, I feel like, true. Hey, I'm starting to bring on a team. This whole thing is expanding. Rates are going to be going up a little. Like people understand that we get in our own heads of like, mm -hmm. I'm taking their money, but it's not, it's an energy. Like it's an exchange. You're giving them something and you're taking, like, it's, it's a mutual exchange. You don't go to get a massage and then be surprised when the girl charges you. Right. You know, <laughs> you know that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and they're going to want to see you grow, see you succeed, see you build. So a lot of times that like, I could never ask for more money is more on, on us than it is that our clients would feel that yeah. way at all. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I didn't grow up around here too. And I was, I've been living in mass for like the past five years. So like, I don't really know a lot of people in this area. So like, it's hard to 
that's why I'm so excited for your program, the inner circle program, just because I'm, I feel like I'll finally be a part of like, kind of like a woman's community or woman's group where I can kind of like bounce ideas off of you guys. Because like I said, I don't, besides my clients, I don't know a ton of people here. Like I don't have, my friends don't live here. So like finding a trainer, I'm going to go into it cold. Like I'll be like throwing up a, a post on indeed, like looking for somebody because I just don't know a lot of people in the area. So, you know, maybe like joining a group like yours, like maybe that will you, you maybe somebody in the group or you like know other trainers who are looking to do something different. So like, I'm trying that route to see if that works. Um, that's actually going to work really well for you. So in human design, (laughs) she's a, she's a four, six. So, um, the fourth line, I'm a four one. So we're both fourth lines. The fourth line is like, when you talk about profile and human design, it's probably like what most relates to like your personality and your like experience here on earth. And I shouldn't say that there's like lots to human design, but the fourth line is they call it the opportunist or the networker. So fourth lines, we're really people persons. Like we not surprising to me that you work in the kind of job you do, right? I I was a bartender. I was a personal trainer. Like we really like that. Like we like people. We like to talk to people. We like to meet people. We like to network with people and how opportunities usually come to us is through the people that we know. So like, think about how like you found some of your clients, right? Cause you don't know a lot of people from around here. Like were they referral based? Were they? Yeah, probably because you're a fourth line. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's actually like a really powerful thing to know about yourself as a fourth line is that like, yeah, you could throw an indeed ad up. I mean, I'm not saying there's, there's no rules to human. It's not like you have to strict, strict rules or anything, but likely how this person is going to come to you is going to be through your network, through the people you do know. So trying to kind of leverage the relationships you do have, this group might be a great place. And it's actually the women who kind of have fallen into this. It's a lot of health and wellness people. Um, mm-hmm. and health and wellness type businesses. So I won't be surprised if someone's like, oh yeah, I, I might know someone. Or um, like I said, the one, the one other person is a personal trainer as well. So like she might have friends from her whole gy- old gym who are looking and um, even asking your clients, letting your clients know, oh, I'm looking to bring someone on. Like put, just mm-hmm. start putting feelers out there. Start talking about yeah. it. As fourth lines, that's like our power. Like that is where people come to us. It's it's through our other people mm-hmm. or even on, like you could throw it on Instagram. Cause that's still like your network. Oh, yeah. True. You know? mm-hmm. That's very true. I feel like that's how the person's going to come in for you. Yeah. I can, I get what you're saying with that because you know, I start working with somebody, they tell their friend about it. Their friend starts training, their mom starts training, that friend's mom starts training. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, bam, everybody's filling up all the spots, you know? So I see what you're saying that it, it definitely could be a referral for sure. For yeah. Sure. That, would, that would be great. That's <laughs> common. Like a random person. Then it's not a random person either. Yeah. That's common for all businesses is like referrals, but like for fourth lines, like that was my entire massage practice was filled. And this was before I even knew about human design. Like it was all referrals, like entirely referrals, word of mouth. Um, and I grew up around here. So like, I know a lot of people to, you know, I did grow up around here. Um, but yeah, it's gonna, I think that's how the person will most likely. And then you're going to kind of know them a little bit. You might have like a little, like you can kind of, instead of just like some random off of the internet that you're like, I don't know this person. Well, that's what I was going to say too. Like that makes me think that they would be, they would have that first level of being like vetted. Right. Cause Mm -hmm. like, you're not going to refer somebody to me. Who's like a POS and like, you know what I mean? So like, they've already reached that like first level of like, okay, this person might actually work out because so-and-so referred them to me. So they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't screw me like that and like, give me like a, you know, bad, you know, employee. So I already have the, I'm telling you, I already have the right person to send your, she's probably going to listen to this podcast episode and be like, oh my God. Yes. So I'll definitely send her. (laughs) Um, Awesome. But yeah, like I, and And then like, if it works out, you can just keep adding in, right? Just keep adding people, people, you could start expanding to all different areas of the state. You know, you could kind of get someone a little more up where I am right up Chester Essex way and start getting someone training around here. Um, Oh, and you could get everybody like little matching shirts. I'm so envisioning this. I'm envisioning this for you. Yes. I love it. (laughs) That'd be great. 
So do you think that there's any like fear or hesitancy or gremlins around this new thing for you? Um, yeah, I think just, I don't know, the fear of the unknown, I think is like the worst part. Um, but I think all we've talked about, like going with somebody that I, you know, secondhand know, or like, I think just taking that step and allow like the control thing again, it's just, I'm very much like, I want to be in control of everything kind of person. So like, just giving that small piece away, I think that's like, the fear. Mm -hmm. for me because I want it I want all of my clients or anybody that's going to be part of this company to have a really good experience employee and client you know what I mean so and I want to be a good boss you know yeah which is crazy to say you know what I mean but like I think that yeah it's just that that taking that step is like a little scary but I think every you know entrepreneur goes through that when they start to expand. So, and that's where the growth is, right? It's in those scary yeah. points of like, I don't know what's going to happen. It is unknown. And any big entrepreneur, right. That you see on Forbes magazine, that's what they say. Like my dad says that to me all the time. Every entrepreneur, that's what they say is like, well, I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't know that it was going to work. And I just did it. Like, it's the only way right. for us to really know. And I was even laughing when you said your family was like, well, you hated working with other people. And it's like, no, you hated working for, for- people. That's right. a huge difference. Right. That's huge. Yeah. Cause I love working with my clients. I was yeah. like, if I hated people, I would definitely not be doing this kind of profession. No, you're <laughs> you know? So this is a perfect profession for you. And having someone under you is going to have its own challenges, right? You're probably going to have to learn how to like set boundaries with them and, you know, tell them when they did something wrong. Like all of that is uncomfortable in a, in a new different way, but it's way different than working for someone. Um, like you're Agreed. still kind of like you're the boss, right? You're the boss bitch mm-hmm. and everybody's going to be reporting <laughs> to you. Yeah. Yeah. I see this for you. Now I do want to talk about, um, cause you are a projector and you're in such a high energy, high physical job. How are you feeling? Like, are you burnt out? Do you feel like burnout is it possible for you? And like, are you kind of like honoring yourself or are you just like, go, go, go kind of going a little crazy? I'm definitely go, go, going. Like I work, like my typical day is like, I start training at 7.30 AM and most days I've been going to like 6, 6.30 PM. And the only breaks are when I'm driving to the next person. So I'm eating on the go. I'm, you know, trying to like pee at people's houses. Like, you know, it's like constantly go, go, going Monday. I train all morning and then I drive an hour to go teach dance classes and then I'm not home till 1030 at night. So I'm very like stretched thin. Yeah. Um, definitely not honoring my need to relax. Um, but I don't know, like I've always been like that. Like I'm somebody like if I sit on the couch, I'm like, what should I do? What what can I do? Like, I need a list. I need to like get this done. I yeah. like don't feel satisfied with my day if I just sit there and like watch a movie all day. Um, but yeah, I definitely wake up every single day with the biggest bags under my eyes. I'm constantly feeling tired. I'm trying to put like skin tightening cream under my eyes just, but I've always been like that. I've always, I don't know, like if it's just the way I was raised, but it's just like, if you didn't put your 110% into every single day, then you didn't do a good job at all. Like that's just how I've been forever as long as I can remember. Yeah. And I think for most people, uh, you know, I, I was just telling you, I'm, I was the same way. I grew up in a house with all generators. It was like, go, go, go my whole life, all these jobs. And like at 23, 24, I would say that was when like my body started to give out on me. I mean, my joints were dislocating. I was waking up feeling like I got hit by a truck and I didn't even do anything Mm -hmm. yet. It was just like, I woke up and I was like, like, I felt sick all the time. And I went to like doctors and I went to a naturopath for a while and like nothing was wrong with me. And like, as I've learned about human design, I'm like, Oh my God, I was just way overdoing it. I was Mm. running around in a gym all day long. We didn't get breaks. We didn't get chance to eat. We barely got time to pee, like all that stuff. Um, and now that I'm finally giving myself, well, now I've like set my life up in a way where I can sleep a lot. And I'm like, Oh my God, I must've been so tired. I don't even think I knew how tired I was because I was just used to it. 
But most of it does come from conditioning. Like even if your family doesn't raise you that way, society raises us that way. Society's like, your worth is what you do. You're only worthy if you do things. Like resting is bad. Taking a nap is bad. Watching a movie when there's things to do is bad. Um, And then our parents usually like double down with it, right? (laughs) We really get this conditioning. And projectors, we're really cool. Like when you're in your flow, like projectors, I like to think of us very much so as like lighthouses. Like when we're in our flow and we're like, go, like we are like these beacons of light that people just are drawn to our energy and they like want a piece of our energy, but we have to be taking care of ourselves to show up fully in that way. And we have to be resting. We have to be sleeping. Um, you have a lot of root energy. You have six gates, three channels coming off of your root. So I'm not surprised. I said that to you before. I bet you have a lot of pressure, right? A lot of pressure of like, Ooh, one more thing. Oh, let me just do, Oh, I should do, I shouldn't be sitting. I should be doing like, what else can I do? And, and a good practice I recommend for people like this is like, is it, does it need to happen today? Like, does it need to happen? Is it like it's due tomorrow? Like the clients tomorrow, I have to plan the session. Or is it like, are you just feeling pressure and can you rest and revisit it tomorrow? Like there's always going to be more things to do. Your to-do list is never in the next 80 years ever going to go away. So where can you check in with yourself and be like, does this really need to get done? Or do I really need to just sleep and let that be later Alex's problem? <laughs> yeah. I try, I work really hard at this. Like yesterday was one of those days where I finished up at six o'clock and then I was like, okay, I'm going to get this, this, this done, but I should have ended my day and just saved that stuff for another day or the weekend or like whenever I could catch up with it. And I finished everything at like eight o'clock. Then I had to cook dinner, shower, get ready for the next day. So it was like not relaxing till about 10 o'clock at night. So But some days I can do it a lot better where I'm just like, I'm going to finish this person and I'm going to go shower off the day. Like I immediately just, I think like the shower for me is like that shut off point where I like wash it all off, you know? Oh yeah. Um, I know. (laughs) So I'm trying to get better at it. There was a couple things that needed were like deadlines, like apparel orders or like the something I was like, you know, was like had a deadline date. So like when those come up, like I try to get them done just so I don't have to like stress about it. But other days, like I'm definitely like in that shower. So I can just like, I got some like essential oil pods, like, you know, like, yeah, cleanses the day experience in there for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it really comes down to is like, right. Okay. You're a personal trainer. You've got a busy schedule. You're not going to overnight. They say projectors work best four hours a day, four yeah. hours a day. Yeah. Right. So that's the dream. But you're not going to get there next week. We know that. So it's like, where can you just start checking in and like check in with yourself and your body and be like, what do I need? Do I need to get this stuff done or do I need to relax? Because then the other thing is, and I do this all the time, it's, it's, you know, such a projector conditioning thing is like, I'm like, oh, well, I need to get this done. So I'm trying to do it, but it's taking me like six hours because I'm not actually like my energy isn't there. Like I'm not in the right headspace. I don't have inspiration. I'm not motivated. Like I'm just forcing myself to do it to feel worthy because I should. But if I just put it away, take a shower, watch TV for the rest of the night, sometimes I open it in the morning and I knock it out in 30 minutes. So I'm like, why spend four hours on something that's going to take you 30 minutes when you're rested. Do you know what I mean? And that's where you have to start to bargain with yourself of like, no, you know what? Right now I need to rest. And tomorrow I'll be so well rested that I can show up and really just knock these things like off the list. Yeah, definitely. That's like the projector thing, right? Like when we're on, we're on, it's there and we can get shit done. But when we're not, we're not. We're we're couch potatoes, right? I, I never would have said I was a couch potato ever. I grew up with generators. I did all the things like I was like, I always like, I would take extra classes in college just for fun. I would literally petition to take extra Same. classes. Like a weirdo, Same. right? What's wrong <laughs> so with I was weird like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll take 22 credits a semester. That's normal. Like yeah. I'm on, I worked like 20, 25 hours a week, way more than all my friends. Right. And like, it wasn't until adulthood when my body was like, nope, Abby, we literally cannot do this anymore. Um, that I had to start adjusting and be like, okay, 
this doesn't make sense. And now that I'm allowing myself, I'm actually kind of a couch potato and I just never <laughs> realized it. And I do best that way. Um, so even if it's just starting with your hours of sleep, right. Can we make yeah. sure you're getting the nine to 10 hours a night? Um, I'll have to try that. I, I definitely try to shoot for eight. Um, I haven't tried the nine or 10, so maybe that would help. I don't know. Yeah. But it's definitely going to be hard to admit that I'm a couch potato because literally never been that in my entire life. So yeah. And you might not be like, that doesn't mean you'll necessarily find that for yourself. You have a couple motor centers, so you probably have a bit more energy than some projectors and you have a lot of openness too. You have a lot of open centers in your chart. So you're just, you're taking in other people's energy. So just think about that. Like all day long, you're sponging up all the energy of everybody around you. So when you get home and you get in the shower, water is a great way to just like, like mm-hmm. get rid of it. So even if that's the change that you make, when you get home at the end of the day, you shower, you eat dinner, and then if you're up to it, you get some of your side work done or maybe not. Maybe you go to bed, right? Like you get that, like that shower will be the priority for Alex from yeah. now on out, right? When Ooh, you get I like home. that. I love right? that. That's pretty easy. Like that. that's a pretty easy thing to add into your day. Um, yeah. and that's a good way. Like I love the shower. So like, there's other ways you can get rid of energy too, but personally I love the shower and what better way to just like wash off all that like yucky energy. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, you do have a ton of openness in your chart. Um, and the other thing is, so you have a lot of right facing arrows. So I showed you your chart quick, but there's the arrows at the top of your chart. Three of yours go to the right and only one goes to the left. And in general, they each have a meaning, but we're not going to get into that right now. In general, right-facing arrows are more, we're more go with the flow. I'm a, entirely right. I'm a quad right. We're more go with the flow. We're more like, well, how am I feeling today? We're, we maybe do better with like intuitive eating, intuitive exercise. Mm-hmm. It's more like, just like, I don't like a rigid structure. You might not want to plan out your meals ahead of time. You might kind of want to be like, mm, well, what do I feel like tonight? You know, where someone with a lot of left-facing arrows is going to be really structured, really strategic. They're going to need that. Um, plan. You know, like I was Mm -hmm. talking to a few girls in a group I'm in who said they're like left arrows and they were like, Oh yeah. Like I like to plan out my meals ahead of time. And like, I honestly have a hard time not eating what I put on the calendar. And I was like, Oh God, as a right person, I'm like, Oh, I could never do that. I have to really go with like the flow. So keep that in mind too, because being a right facing person, um, it's like check in with what you actually truly need in the moment. So like, am I tired? Like, do I genuinely truly need a nap? Like what, what am I actually feeling instead of like what you think you should do? And mm-hmm. even with eating, yeah. right? like a lot of times it's like, okay, I should eat healthy, but I really truly genuinely want a cheeseburger and French fries. Right. And listen to that because that's your body letting you know what to do in the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as a, as a, you're not a quad, right. But as a mostly right person and a projector, who's probably overdoing it, really check in with yourself and like, see where you're truly, truly at before. I wonder if that's why like I'm constantly exhausted too, because I always fight that. I always try. I always fight the go with the flow in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And especially my mom, she's like, all right, grab the pen and paper list, list, list. Like I've always just like been trained to be like a list person to like plan everything out to a T, especially with like being in fitness and nutrition, like writing out all the workouts, writing out the nutrition plans, all that stuff. And so, yeah, like I get what you're saying. Like I do, I have been trying to like listen to my body more, but I wonder if me being trying to be rigid exhausts my brain all the time. You know what I mean? And especially with like being in the NFL too, like that was like the the most exhausted I've ever felt in my entire life. And I just wonder if it was because we had to be like so rigid and know everything off the top of our head so like that really does kind of make like sense like why I was just like not functioning anymore (laughs) yeah right and if you pulled your mom's chart I wonder if she's got a lot of left so probably that's where human design can be really enlightening because like people will swear by the morning routine right the key to life is having a morning routine like that does not effing work for me it's never worked for me I like to like have a bit of time in the morning but I go based on how I feel right like I wake up and sometimes I do a little movement sometimes I meditate sometimes I just get right to work because I feel like doing that so it's yeah 
it is that like reminder that a lot of that does come from conditioning. A lot of times we, we have this, like, you need to have a plan. You need to be organized. You need to be logical. You need strategy. And it's like, yes, to some degree, it's helpful to have strategy and structure. And, but it depends on who you are too. Um, so like for me, I'm a quad, right. And I tend to just fly by the seat of my pants. So like with these podcasts, like a few times I've had people come on who are very like left and they're like, what are you going to ask me? And I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, we're just going to see where the conversation goes. And that's where the magic happens. Oftentimes, like, I don't know, we'll end up on some side tangent that I had no idea we were going to get on. And yet here we are. Um, So I notice it like more and more in my life as I've studied human design is like that, that structure, you know, everything I've, I've struggled with my eating on and off for years, just because like. I'm a picky eater and I'm hypoglycemic and like, it's a big whole thing. And, um, I've been working with Kara actually on it. Yeah, there you go. And, um, (laughs) like, you know, everything you read is like, Oh, have a structure meal plan, put it into little containers and eat the same thing every day. Like that makes me want to blow my brains out. Like I do not want to eat the same exact meal in the same exact container every day of the week. Like I just, I, I have to go with what I'm feeling and like, what's like the flow of that day. So start to lean into that because you do have a lot of right. Like you have enough right in your chart that, um, and if you feel like that's something that got put on you by your parents, that's oftentimes what happens. We, we have this, like us, our true selves. And then we have this like conditioned version of us that we've learned, um, is the way to be and how it's good. You know, it's the only way. And that's what can be human design can be really enlightening in that way. I, once you get into it, you'll start pulling everybody else's charts because it will help you see like, Oh, that's why my mom is so pushy about that because that would work for her. And, and it's just this like permission that's like, okay, well we are different and we can be different and we can do things differently. That's okay. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And like, keep it in mind as you scale your business too, right? Like it's very like, we're going to be a lot more go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'll be interesting to see. Right. If you plan out this whole thing and then you show up and you're like, you know what? I don't feel like this is what that person actually needs right now. Oh, I do that all the time. I've definitely leaned into that. I try not to program too much anymore because especially through the pandemic, like you walk into the door and people are like at the edge of tears, like, and then you're like, okay, today we need this, this and that. Like you really do have to like, as a trainer, like feed off of people's energy that day for sure for sure read the room yeah, yeah. and yeah. you have a lot yeah. of openness so you're probably really picking up on that and you're really picking up on what's going on with them and you're a projector so you can really see people right you can really see and understand um what's going on with them um and lean into that. Yeah. So like throw away the plan, right? Like it's, it's mm-hmm. fine. I like to have it. Like I always say that about teaching yoga. I write out class a lot of times before it starts, but then oftentimes I just start like free flowing once it actually starts. But I like to have that plan there just in case. Um, but more and more as I've leaned into it more and more, I'm like just rolling with it. Well, any last questions? How are you feeling about everything? Are you feeling jazzed up to go and hire on this new team member? good I think you've given me a lot of great ideas and maybe like different ways to look at things which I never thought to do so I think that's really awesome and yeah I feel a lot more empowered to like go for it and just I'm going for it I'm doing it you're doing it you're doing the thing it's definitely the move yeah it's definitely the move for you I feel like especially if you want to be able to like have a family in the near future, you need to start setting up ways of income that are not just you, you know? Yes. And maybe someday, like, and we're going to be, you're going to be in my new circle, my inner circle. So we'll be in contact with each other, but like maybe someday you come up with some like programs online that like self-study where you don't have, like there could, there's a lot of ways you can go with this where you don't need to be on 100% of the time. And you can like you and Kara could make some sort of online program that just sells itself. Right. Something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, There's a lot of potential there and online stuff is hot right now. So it's like, get on it while it's, while it's, while it's good. You know, online courses are like the way of the future. Um, Yeah. I'm curious to see where you'll go with this and I know I'm going to get to see it firsthand. So it'll be fun. Well, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? Um, So 
Uh, Instagram's great. Um, my business page is at Ascend Experience. Uh, my personal page is just Alex Brandy. Um, my website, ascendexperience.com. Um, yeah, that's really it. Pretty much it. Awesome. So if anybody wants to be a personal trainer for Ascend Experience, you go reach out to Alex because she's looking for people. Yeah. <laughs> if someone comes to the podcast, I'll be very, that will be very fourth line of both of us if that happens. Um, oh, so I'll, yeah. be, I'll be excited if that's the case. But thank you for coming on. It was awesome to like finally see you in person. I mean, I know we're going to be getting to know each other, but this is exciting to like get our kind of first call in. And thank you everybody for coming on and listening to yet another episode of Ask Abby. We will see you next time.